Hi, my name is Barb Kreider. Um, a few weeks ago, Pastor Mike told me that he was asking people for testimonies. And in my rebellious heart, I immediately thought, well, I don't have to do that because I don't often get to the morning service. And so I exempted myself from doing this. And you see how that turned out. Um, I'm not in the service today. I, I don't feel well a lot in the mornings. Um, some of you may know that I have been ill for several months, starting in early September. There was infection, some bad interactions of medications, some bad reactions to medications, followed by more recurring infection. I landed in the ER three times and in urgent care a few times. Lots of doctor's appointments. It has been very hard. At the same time, my mobility has been getting worse because of arthritis. There were a lot of times when I felt like giving up. Sometimes there would be a day when I would feel like I was going to get better, followed by several bad days. I prayed and I cried a lot, asking God for healing, and he was not answering in the way that I wanted. I was not getting warm, fuzzy feelings of peace either, and there was no counting it all joy. I kept reading my Bible, doing my BSF lessons. They were always timely, and I knew that they spoke truth, but the feelings were not there. I told a dear friend that I was not having joy, and she said, that's okay. Pastor Mike tells me, that's grace. And the weeks and the months went by. I read somewhere once that the infirm spend a lot of time waiting and whoever wrote that knew what they were talking about. Waiting to get an appointment, waiting in the doctor's office, waiting for medication to work or not work, waiting most of all to feel better. Then in January, we missed our vacation because I was too sick to travel. My husband landed in the ER with a severe episode of what turned out to be vertigo. And then in the middle of the night, our carbon monoxide alarms started shrieking and we could not shut them off. It was very stressful. I kept feeling ill throughout all the different doses of medicine and interactions of medicine. It was hard to get up every day and face the day. I remembered that on the cross, Jesus said, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? and I knew that Jesus knew how I was feeling. And then I read a passage in Genesis about Jacob. Jacob was fleeing for his life from his brother Esau because Esau wanted to kill him. He stopped for the night and fell asleep. He saw a vision of a stairway to heaven and angels walking up and down. When he woke up, he said, Surely God was in this place, and I was not aware of it. Why do you think God had me read that particular passage at that particular time? I was also reminded that God is omnipresent. That means he is everywhere. That means he is here. A verse that kept coming into my mind was, Be anxious for nothing. When I looked up the whole verse, this is what it says. <clears throat> Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. 
and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. It's found in Philippians 4, 6, and 7. And I began to pray with not only petition, but thanksgiving, and there was peace to be found. I felt as though God was saying, be patient. My heart began racing all the time for no apparent reason, and I had to go on beta blockers. The first prescription lowered my blood pressure way too much, and I was back on the couch all day. The second one made me very drowsy. After a couple of weeks, we got a better dose, and I kept asking God for healing. I also asked God to make himself known to me, and he answered in many ways, but the most meaningful one to me was the acts of his people. All through these months, there were lovely, godly people who have cared for me, put their arms around me and prayed for me, brought me food, sent texts and emails and flowers and cards and verses, and took me to the doctor. One very important thing my friends did for me. When they asked me how I was doing, they listened. They really listened. I can't emphasize strongly enough how helpful that was. It means the world to know that someone loves you enough to pray for you, listen to you, and let you cry if you need to. These are some of the things my friends said to me or prayed for me. I am going to interrupt God for you. I am committed to praying for you. I will pray for you every day until you tell me you don't need me to anymore. I pray you see the Lord in some small way every day. God is love, and when we show love, we show God to each other. I am so thankful for God's people and the way they have truly been the hands and feet of Jesus to me over these months. I am not all well yet, but I have made some progress. It is slow. I don't know if I will ever be completely well on this earth. I am trusting God that he knows what he is doing and asking him to show me what he wants me to learn from this. Here are some things we can know. Jesus is at the right hand of God right now, interceding for you and me. And his right hand is reaching down to us. Can you picture that? These leaky tents that we live in are temporary. God keeps all our tears in a bottle. Mine are in a really big bottle. Here are some of the verses that God brought to my mind. And when I rely on his word and not my feelings, I am relying on the right source. If you are struggling, I hope these verses will be helpful to you. Know that you are loved and you are not alone. Romans 8:28, And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. John 14, 1 through 3. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. 1 Corinthians 2, 9. But as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man what the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. 
Romans 8.18, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. Colossians 3.1-4, Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. 2 Corinthians 4, 16-18 Therefore, we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes, not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Deuteronomy 33:27b. The eternal God is your refuge, and underneath are the everlasting arms. I encourage you today to be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Romans 12, 12. And if you can't do it, he understands that. That is grace.